This episode of Talking Crafts is brought to you by Round Guys Brewing Company out of Lansdale, PA. Check out their menu and great selections of beer like Lansdale Lager, Liquid Swords, Spaceman, and Transmission at roundguysbrewery.com, Facebook, Round Guys Brewing Company, and Instagram, Round Guys Brewery. Hi, this is Eric with Talking Crafts by Headway Art Collective. Hey everyone, this is Eric with Talking Crafts. Today I'm joined by Billy Z of Amora from Lansdale, PA. Uh, thanks for joining me, Billy. Hey, thanks for having me. So, for those uh, that don't know, uh, side note, we're live in the underground today. Uh, it's barren. It's There's microphones set up, uh, but everything's cleared out, and uh, it's kind of weird being down here. Yeah, I've, I've had my moments in here. Like, that whole microphone setup, like, that was, like, I've been trying to practice vocals more often. Right. And, like, I live at home, and, like, my brother just moved home, and, like, I got parent, you know, like, my parents are also home, and I have dogs, and pretty much, like, with quarantine, like, everybody's kind of been, like, working at home here and there, so, like, I can't really go and, like, scream somewhere, or, like, even, like, try, like, uh, singing or anything like that, so sometimes when I get off my shift at Round Guys, I just come over here and just let it all out. Nice, nice. So, for anybody that wouldn't know, how would you describe uh, Amora's sound? Uh, I hate, I, I love and I hate this question so much. <laughs> um, I always like, it's versatile. Um, we all have like influences that would range from like, I think in this band there's something for everyone. Like I know like for a few of us, like me and Chris, like our favorite bands are like Thursday and like Touche, More, like the more old school shit. Um, and then like Nick, our bass player is way more into like Icy Stars, like uh, Enter Shikari, like he's so geeky when it comes to like digital simps and stuff like that brian is really into like the mars volta balancing opposure those types of bands tristan is way more into like pop punk punk but we all have like like we all have a middle ground of like all the things we do love, love right. together so you cover everything yeah we cover like all the bases and we just kind of like take i guess we take like a nostalgic type of sound but we make it something brand new instead of the same thing you heard like all the time. And like, we try to just modernize like everything that we really grew up with. Right. Yeah. yeah Cause I guess after a while, uh, and I might be the only one that says it, but sometimes, you know, bands come out and let's say eight bands release an album and four of them sound the same. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's hard to, I guess, start to separate yourself as what genre or what style you really fit in anymore because there's so much out there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we uh, are scene like, maybe not so much Lansdale, but a lot of other places we go is, like, very heavy bass. Like, everybody's into, like, hardcore, like, beat down or, like, trying to see, like, how heavy they can get. And, like, some bands sound really cool. They sound really cool. Some bands I like might see and think they're sick, but I won't go home and listen to them. Or some of them are kind of just the same old thing. 
And like we've like uh like before this band started, like I had a lot of friends who were becoming promoters in that scene and joining bands in that scene, and like now it's like a kind of like an uprising thing. And we used to get thrown on shows like that, and we were like the odd man out, which was kind of cool but kind of weird because you just have no idea if like people are like digging you or not. Right. Um, but that was the goal of the band anyway to like be the odd people out, play that pop punk show, play that heavy show, play whatever shows thrown at us. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And then and I mean you've been around. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've seen, you know, you've been all types of different places performing. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so, you know, there's definitely, I would say there's definitely a following. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think you're versatile enough that, like you just said, you can be placed in any sort of show. Yeah. You know, say in Delaware and mm-hmm. be all right. Yeah. You know, um, what, what's the creative process for you yourself when, you know, writing a song how does that work for you is it based off experience is it just something you know could you be at round guys working and something pops in your head or man this question so we have a new ep and it's i want to say it's all pretty much done it's done being wrote we're even demoing it i hated this process so much it was the toughest process to ever like write lyrics to um like we put out an album called martyr and like you know, when you've seen us, like, we've been playing, like, those songs a lot. And, like, we're starting to, like, weave out of them. We've been playing Silver Tongue Girls at a lot. Martyr is, like... Which is funny, because there are a couple songs I was going to discuss with you. Girls Night, Martyr, <laughs> um, Silver Tongue, How Blue the Ocean Is. Uh, you know, they seem more... Uh, how do I... You know, I don't know what the word is for it, but I would say genuine. Yeah. You know, non-filtered. Yeah, Absolutely. Like so, that okay, album. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's all good. It's, it's all good. It's funny that you hit on those songs and yeah. here they are. So, like, Martyr was, like, wrote over the course of... We put out an EP called In Lieu Of in 2015. And actually, at the release show, we played, like, Father and Gallows Run. They weren't even on, like, that EP. Then we made a split EP with those songs. And then we brought them back for the album. Like, we re-recorded them. So, Martyr came out in 2018. So, those are all songs we wrote over the course of three years. And we all just kind of wrote what we knew. Um, like... They were all just personal, like, the best way I can describe it is, like, if, do you know the rapper Kendrick Lamar by any chance? Mm-hmm. So his album, Good Kid, Mad City, is pretty much, like, a year in a life of being, like, him at, like, 17. And every song is a very personal story. And, like, it's kind of just, like, it was, like, his way of, like, letting it all out. And that's what kind of Martyr developed into. It was, like, 12 songs. Everything was a very, you know, was a story. It, it was a story right. or, like, an event that happened in life. Um, and then, like... Uh, you know, like I already, I, I, I wrote what I knew at, at that time. But as time went on for this EP, um, we all really just decided that we can't write the same record twice. And the, like the guys were really on me about my lyrics. Uh, like it might be like, yo, use that word like in that other song, or you use like that phrase in another song, or like you did like you know you did this stuff before. Like, can you do something different? Like, sure. do you need to. I had, yeah, I had a very hard time, like, with lyrics. Also, especially, like, uh, when we were recording the album, that's when, like, Martyr, like, that's when Chris came in, too, and kind of, like, Chris, like, really kicked us in the ass with, like, we're, we got to improve. We have to, you know, we have to be better than last time. We can't just be the same thing again, which is, I, I applaud him for doing that, and, like, it definitely has affected me. Um, so... A lot of, like, I actually really didn't write a, a majority of the lyrics for this new EP until, like, we were kind of just done writing it because, right. like, I honestly had no idea what to write. Like, how do you write 
like my life is great right now. I'm very happy with everything that's do like in it. I don't really write songs about my situations I go through. I just fix them instead. Um, and it's hard because like, you know, you, you're happy. Like, can you be happy and be in like an emotional band at the same right. time? Yeah. 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 Where's the balance for that? Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, Oh, Hey guys, I'm happy. It's like, all right, write this record. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you recently did uh, a recording mm-hmm. with uh, Matt Brash. Yeah. Uh, from Cold Climate yeah. and the Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember, I, I believe you said it was like a great experience. It was something different for the band to do. Yeah. To record with somebody else local. Yeah. Um, and someone that, like, I went to Warp Tour and I seen him, like, play to, like, 10,000 people or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, how was that experience? I mean, like you just said, you know, he's, he's local, he's homegrown, uh, and then you've seen him on Warp Tour with the Wonder Years. You know, was there an intimidation factor there? Was uh, there, like, pressure? Not really. Not I, intimidation. Maybe that's not the yeah, right word. Yeah, no. But. I've met a bunch of, like, um, flashback to Martyr real quick, Jorge Sotomayor, like, he was on Hearthstone. I think like that dude's my personal all-time favorite idol. He played in a band called Adalia, and like he, I met him, and like that was probably the most intimidated intimidated I ever been. But we became friends. He stayed over at my house when they were on tour. I like went to like I went to Florida to go see them and hang out and like stuff like like we're I have his number in my phone. Like we yeah. yeah like after that I started you know realizing that people and bands are just normal people. I also I'm from Doylestown and like like the, you can see anybody in Circus Survive walking around at any time. So when it came to Matt, like, it was kind of like nothing was really different. I, I never really had, like, any intimidation with him. I one time saw Cole Climate, like, play to Lansdale Legion, and I kind of just, like, shook his hand, like, hey, six set, and then, like, later, I forget how me and him started talking. I think it was here. I, I, I remember this, but I don't remember at the same time, but I'll come back to it if I do. Um, but we already, like, knew each other. He's seen our band, like, he knew, you know, like, it really wasn't any intimidation or, like, oh, my God, he's in the Wonder Years. It was me walking to his house. Hey, what's up, Matt? Yeah. Can I get some water? Want to do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he's a very laid-back, approachable yeah. guy. Like, he's a, yeah, he's a great dude. He, yeah. he cares about local music so much. He isn't, like, one of those, like, dudes that, like, oh, I play in a huge freaking band. I travel, like, the world. Like, he you know, is always community-based. He's always coming out to shows. The more you get to know him, the more you see him. And he's just an overall awesome guy. Yeah, totally And, like, not even just a guy, but someone I can call a friend. And, like, you know, that's crazy for me. And, you know, there's, like, he's also, like, a great person to have in your corner. There's been times where, like, I would, like, you know, me and him would have phone calls just about music stuff or, you know, like, just getting to the next step or, you know, in general, like, things like that. Or, like, you know, one day at the, you know, it's, like, one day I kind of want to, like, also, like, I don't know, maybe I want to, like, get into tour managing or maybe I want to, like, book bigger shows and, like, you know, get into, like, the talent buying field and, like, all that while still playing music. And, like, yeah. he was a great person. So, like, he's worked with some of, like, the best and biggest people in that whole world. Yeah. Yeah. So, when did your love for music start? Um, Has it been since childhood or... So, there was definitely... I was in fifth grade. This is, like, definitely where it started. And there was, like, three different ways it kind of branched out. But I don't remember which came first. Um, so, I was 15... Or not, not 15. I was in fifth grade. I was definitely not 15. Um, and, like, I had a neighbor who 
I was starting to get my brother into, like, you know, like, the Dell Wars Prada and, like, Lincoln Park and, like, things like that. And, like, I kind of recognized some of the names, but I never really, I never really got into it. Um, and then I saw, I was staying up late one night and I was, like, watching, like, MTV2 Headbangers Ball. And, like, I was in my room, like, I think my brother was sleeping or he wasn't there. We shared a room. We were twins. And, well, we are twins, not were, but um, I had a small-ass TV, and I was watching the video for Writing on the Walls by Under Oath, and I thought this was the coolest thing i ever seen. But I never really remembered the name or anything like that until a couple years later when I got MySpace, and I met a friend named uh, Charlie, and he was in, like, a local band in, like, mm-hmm. Chalfon, and he was, like, showing me bands, like, I should listen to, and, like, it was nuts because he sent me bands, like, freaking, like... He sent me, like, Emir, Born of Osiris, like, Despise Icon, like, Parkway Drive. Like, all these bands were just heavy. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, dude, fuck the screaming shit. Like, oh, like, no, this is, like, fucking heavy. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I just like, didn't really like it. Like, he, I thought, like, one band was Oasis, but it was Born of Osiris. Like, okay, that's a big, like, oh, I went from this one to Wonder Oh, this is cool. Oh, dude, no, you gotta listen to this. And, like, just, like, shredding. Yeah, but then I slowly got into it, and I think it was maybe he sent me like an idea to remember a song where I heard the cleans, and I was like, "All right, I can dig this." And from there, I branched out and listened to like all these other bands, and slowly just kind of found my niche with it. And like I, I kind of just fell in love with it there. I went to his band played a local show, and I went to it, and like I thought it was like the coolest thing, even though there might have been like twenty people there. Um, just the fact that people did that, and they, you know, it was cool and. You know, it was cool to have your jeans tight and, like, your hair swoopy and, like, all that. Yeah. um, There was also another time. (laughs) I love this story. I went to day camp probably fourth grade. Fourth or fifth grade. I don't know. It's it's weird. You know, you get older and, like, you forget, like, when these memories came in, but you remember the memories. And uh, all these camp counselors that we had were all, like... Uh, they they were all like heavy like they listened to heavy music like you can just tell from their clothing one dude it was like straight edge he had a belt that said drug fucking free but it had like X's and like the fucking so, right like, uh, they had like the one dude had like a wallet made of duct tape and had like a Sayosin sticker and like all these <laughs> other bands he made me one I still have it in my house I wrote I I used that thing for years and like uh, there was a talent show at the end of like the summer. And these guys played, like, got their band to play, and their band was, like, heavy as shit. Like, they were called Fourth Turn at Daytona. They, uh, like, <laughs> we're teaching, ki- yeah, they're, like, freaking, like, teaching kids how to, like, throw down and, like, two-step and, like, windmill and, like, all the crazy stuff. All the girls, like, went back to their bunks because they were scared. Yeah. And all the kids were like, this is sick. And, like, we all just, like, threw down. And they covered, like, a Linkin Park song, and, like, everybody went off for that. <laughs> um yeah it was that was cool and uh yeah i don't know like over time like i never really got it with sports or anything like that music was like friends of mine were playing guitar and and when i started realizing people were in bands i was like oh like i kind of want to do this too so i got it i got a bass guitar for my cousin and i got that for christmas and i remember like being like the stoked like this the happiest kid in the world like the rest kind of history that was it for you yeah that's great as, you know, but that's a cool, that's what's neat about, I guess, defining yourself later on as a, as a musician is that you have those memories and those stories yeah. that you look back on and go, I, I started here and now I'm at this point where, mm-hmm. you know, the doors are wide open for me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you're all over the place while 
before the world went on lockdown. Yeah. You guys were all over for a little while, and you were here a lot. I mean, you were here at the underground a lot. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm I'm a little happy the world. I'm I'm a little happy and not happy the world kind kind of got shut down because like I was I had like ten shows that dropped when mm. like quarantine hit. Ten shows I never like got to announce. And like, but like the crazy part of it was like, I had one week where I had three shows personally. I was booking the whole week and like, you know, I go to work and then walk over here sometimes just to run a show. And I feel like just with everything and how it kind of was, I was ready to burn myself out. I was like, I was just ready. Like I never really realized it, but I was so stressed and just like, cause like literally here I have an app where I can go to Google, find the date. If it's open, I can take it, and in five seconds, you have a show booked if you're touring. Right. Uh, and, yeah, we were, we were playing here a lot, too, and I, I, I after the one show in Chris, like, Chris, like, the Varials Christmas show, it was kind of like, all right, like, even before that, we're like, we're done playing the underground for a while, and then we got that, I'm like, all right, we're done playing, playing the, the underground. underground for a while. Uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've said over and over again, and I said this on another show uh, I did. Um, the Brook is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. Um, I was I was actually I was on that podcast too. For right, yeah, I think yeah. I did hear that. Yeah. Um, but I said to her, I said, you know, I think the world just needed to unplug for a little while. Yeah. You know, you kind of got to reconnect with yourself and, mm. and sort through your life at the moment because, you know, like you and me, you know, you take on so much. Yeah. That you don't realize the candles burn at both ends and it's dwindling down to the center. Yeah. And you're ready to crash. I would like, so like, I would always like work like daytime over at Round Guys. I would bring my laptop. I would get the whole bar set up. I wouldn't have like people for like an hour. I would just be either booking shows or working on like a flyer or something like that. I would just like, I was cranking it all the time. And after a while, I was kind of like, Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't really realize it, but like I kind of just always said yes, and right. like I didn't really say no, or like I had like I don't know. I know like there like there's a lot of people that like helped us with touring that I always want to like help them return. Right. Um, and a lot of them say we're like, hey, yo, you're your band should play. We're like, nah, nah. We played it the last three months in a row. Nope, not happening. <laughs> well, there comes a point I think where it stops being fun and it's a job. And I think yeah. you know, me, you know, with Headway. You know, I have my other two jobs, and Headway's more of my fun, and you work, yeah. and then, um, you know, the band and Amore is supposed to be fun for you. It's supposed to be an escape from that reality yeah. for a few hours. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, there's always a balance with everything, and sometimes we lose that balance, and, man, we, you know, you can burn out real quick. Yeah. Amore has yeah. still and, like, always been fun. I think for me, it was just more like, I'm working, like, I'm here all the time. Like, people will get mad, or, like, not mad, but people get, like, kind of bummed out if I didn't go to their show they booked here and i'm like look if i have any time to get away from work i'm taking it right (laughs) like i will see your show at some point but if i'm working over there like either full-time or almost overtime coming over here to work more and i have like maybe two days off a week and i might have shows on those days i need to like step back right oh yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so along those lines what's um what would be one thing you wish you'd known about having a band being in a band and a music career uh, when you began all this wow that is, dude i've never been asked that question that is a really that is actually a really cool question what do i wish i have known um i wish i had known 
that damn dude this is a good one this is a good fucking question i can't i, I say it one more time <laughs> what's one thing you wish you had known when you began this career as a musician and having a band mm. and being an artist in a way of music developing thick skin but also allowing yourself to be critiqued so you can get better uh, I know that's hard for a lot of people, and that's definitely, like, been hard for me. Like, there's been people, like, you know, like, your band might criticize you, or, like, some other kid might criticize you, or something, and, you know, like, like, they're, you know, I don't want to say they're right, because sometimes they're right, sometimes they're not, but, like, um... One thing is, like, I've been a defensive kid my whole life. Like, I was, you know, like, growing up, I was definitely, like, I was really bullied a lot. And, like, I was really just, like, I never really knew how to stand up for myself. I always kind of, like, gave in and kind of, like, was, like, submissive more to those who would, like, you know, hurt me or, like, tell me what I need to be. And, like, even, like, with critiquing, like, it's easy to like get caught up in your pride and just say no like no you're wrong or like no this or no that but like you if it's like your band and it's like your best friends you have to remember that they're saying this stuff because they see it in you and that you can be better like i'm the only one in my band who isn't like a multi-instrumentalist or like has it's actually like tough like i i for a while i had the worst timing in the world i had like the worst like I don't know, like, all the guys are so in keen to, like, m- instruments and, like, you know, like, Tristan and uh, Nick are, have, like, they live together and they have, like, studio setups in their rooms and they're working on music all the time and, like, I don't have that. I, mm-hmm. I don't really, um, it doesn't, like, really, like, get me and, um, like, that's, like, one of my, that's one of my faults where, like, I don't really have much music knowledge and being around, like, four dudes who can pick up anything and play it um, and playing music probably longer than me, like, or definitely longer than me. Uh, you just have to remember that they see something in you. They, you, they know you can get to it. You just have to let them. Like, they might be yeah. really passionate, and it might sound like anger, but it's that they want the best out of you that you are not seeing for yourself. Um, I completely agree with that. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's almost be, it, it's an artist, and being a painting artist like myself and everybody in the collective, you're, you're letting... Uh, that wall down yeah to be open for Mm -hmm. open criticism or construction you know critical criticism or whatever you want to call it you know uh, and sometimes it's difficult yeah it's very hard to hear Mm -hmm. um so you know along those lines like i totally understand what you're saying you know they they it's it's meant to push you to bring out your best Mm -hmm. um, potential yeah you know um so yeah i mean but your performance on stage Mm -hmm. you know and and I think one of the very early times or first times I saw you uh, perform or more perform was here mm-hmm. um, with Cold Climate and Andros. That was, uh... oh, was that the five? Yeah, that was our five-year anniversary show. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. <laughs> and that was, was sick. Not only that, it was my son's first Yeah, I remember. Show. I remember that, yeah. So, you know, bringing him here... You know, I knew what it was going to be like, and I didn't tell him at all because he was asking a thousand yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. And I said, dude, you're going to be all right. You know, everybody's going to watch out for you. You'll be fine. Yeah. And he, I, I started off standing in the back, 
And he looked up. He said, well, let's, can we get up front? And I said, if you want to go up front, I'll go up front. <laughs> let's do it. So we managed to get up front, and he was enamored with each performance. Mm. You know, and, you know, when you took, this, when you took the stage here um, and performed, your vocals and your style certainly don't portray what you just said of I don't have a musical background where I'm mm. multiple like you look like it, it everything just blended yeah. so well with mm-hmm. the band and, and you um, that it, you know for you to say that kind of just threw me off my game here a bit <laughs> because if you've ever seen Billy perform live it's it's an it's an amazing sight to see because here at the underground there's only four or five feet of movement for you yeah. <laughs> uh, and you dominate that four or five feet in your own world of, of mm-hmm. vocals. Yeah. You know, um, so it's impressive to see. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> and my son had a ball. I mean, he, he, he walked out of here like mm. he couldn't believe what he just witnessed. So thank you for a great oh, actually, performance. I want to go back to your, like, another, like, the question, like, when did you know that, like, music was the thing for you? Because I, I do remember, like, the final, like, the what I, how I wanted to sum it up. Uh, like, I played bass in bands, and honestly... I never really had it a teacher. I kind of taught myself. Actually, like, today's, what, the 6th? Two days ago, uh, like, uh, freaking, in 2011, like, I was, I filled in for my friend's band at the time, and they were, like, uh, opening for, like, the All-Stars tour at, like, in, in Crock Rock, at Crock Rock and Allentown of, like, Imbure, Chelsea Grin, like, all these bands. Like, I think we played, like, 1,200 people, and I was 50. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. But after that, um... After that, I wasn't in a band, like, um, played a few shows, and then, like, I got kicked out, I mean, the whole band, like, like, I was a bad bass player, and, like, you know, I was, like, 15, and, uh, a friend's band at the time was opening for Veil of Maya, and, like, Volumes, and Upon a Burning Body at, a Croc Rock, same place, mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends that did pay to play shows back then, man, <laughs> like, I, oh my god, but, um, they wanted me to do a guest part with them, um, and, like, I recorded this part on a really shitty high school musical USB microphone in my basement. And it, I, I, it's somewhere lost sitting there right now. But they wanted me to come do it. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, so I've been practicing vocals a little bit. And I get there and there's, like, maybe 400 people. Like, five, this is, like, their small room. Like, a little bigger than this room. And uh, I did the part. 30 seconds I fucking owned it and it was like when I held the microphone I felt like I never felt like a feeling like that before like that's when you it's like that feeling of you know yeah you know that's all you and that you're not going to be putting that microphone down for a long ass time right yeah like with bass it was kind of like all right what the hell am I doing microphone as soon as I held it like it, ju- I just knew there was something about like my personality, myself, my brain, my like my heart, like just held- holding it. It just all clicked. Oh yeah. And from there, I was like, "This is what I want to do." Yeah. 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 It was. It, it that uh, I've said this before too. It, it was your light bulb moment of, mm. "Oh, this is it. Yeah, this is where I belong." And I realized like too like, um, well. For, I'm a very emotional kid, and growing up, I was told, like, oh, you can't cry because you're a dude, or, you're like, you're in school, someone's going to pick on you, you can't be this, or you can't show people that, and, like, just being able to say fuck all of that and just, like, be able to own it, like, go up and just, like, I can be my, like, 300% self right. and, like, let it all out, 
it's the best feeling ever. It, and that's why I just love doing it that much. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, I, I, I can relate. It's not, you know, um, being an artist and, mm. and painting, you know, that's my time to let my emotion out. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I've painted some really disturbing shit. Yeah. And I've painted some really great shit, mm. you know, but it's those it's those dark moments sometimes where you need that release. Yeah. And when you can go morbid and you can go dark and you let it out on the canvas and it stuns people, yeah. you're like, they get it. Yeah. Even though the look of shock is on their face, there's a connection there because they haven't left mm-hmm. looking at my painting. Yeah. And with you letting yourself be yeah. uh, behind a microphone, you know, you're painting your own canvas. Mm. You really are. I mean, your, your lyrics and your words, you know, they hit everybody in a way Mm -hmm. you know and they're powerful i mean i've I've read lyrics and uh you know i mean (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) there are there's some powerful shit in your lyrics thanks man i appreciate that i applaud you for Mm. you know standing up and and you know doing your thing man i think it's uh you know yeah i've always said you know anybody that can do that you know is somebody that's on the track of bigger and better yeah you know um along those same lines what are some myths about being a musician? Uh, what are some myths? Um, how about I ask you, what are some myths about being a musician? What are some myths that you hear? Well, I'm going to age myself here. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I've got a few years on you. Uh, yeah. Um, but you have that stereotypical rock star lifestyle. Yeah. You know, you get up at noon, you hang out, you do your thing, maybe you get to a gig, maybe you show up at a part-time job, yeah. you know, throw in some hours and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of cruise the world. I I definitely think that's a lot different now, but it's still yeah. kind of there in its own ways. Like, um, especially, like, sometimes you hear, like, stories about, like, bands and, like, crazy shit they do that's bad, and you're like, okay, that lifestyle does definitely exist out there, but I feel like there's a lot more bands who are more full of, I feel like I see more people married in bands now or, like, you know, they're, like, more mature, like, they're adults and, like, more people, like, I don't know, sometimes it's, like, oh, are you, like, partying and all that and, like, everybody's just, like, say you're on tour and, like, people are just, like, I don't know. call the wife, I'll be back in ten minutes. Yeah, that or just hanging out in the van because you drove all night. I mean, if my man hears this, they're going to be, like, no, you didn't drive at all, but, like, you know, I'm just saying the example of (laughs) that or, like, you know, like. Sometimes you drive all, like, you know, sometimes you're driving forever when you get, you know, to where you need to be. And it's kind of like, like, you know, like you, you feel out of it or like, you know, you're also around new people you've never met before or you're in a whole new area. And like, you know, there's a lot of like, like one time we were in like Indiana and we weren't even like playing till like 11 o'clock. And I remember I just got my skateboard and I just like skateboarded like throughout like their college campus and like in this one town and like. Uh, I, I called a friend at the time. This was, like, 2016. And just, like, I don't know. I feel like you're you're sometimes searching for a, you, you know, just, like, a time where you get to, like, just chill and not be in a van or, like, right. not be around people all the time or, like, not worry about, like, this time or that time where you got to be here. Like, um, so I definitely think, like, it's still there. There's definitely, like, you know, parties. There's de- there's still definitely, like, like there, I, I'm discovering, like, people, like, you know, musicians are even, like, into drugs. I don't know. It's it's there and it's not there at the same time. I, like, I choose to kind of stay away from it. Yeah. Like, that was, like, something I was like, you know what? This looks really cool when I'm younger. And, like, I had, like, a little bit of a taste of it. I'm just like, all right. Like, I don't know. It's like, over. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's over. Like, yeah. 
Uh, and plus, like, back then, too, I feel like there was so much money to put into music that, like, like there was, like, like Census Fails, like, one of my favorite bands. Like, their label gave them, like, all this money. They rented them a house for a month, and yeah. they recorded Let It Unfold You in... Great album, by the way. Great album. Recorded it in a, in a strip club basement owned by the Russian mob, and they just partied all the time. And... I feel like it's just definitely different now. I feel like everybody's a lot more mature. Yeah. Like, it's like, all right, like, you know, like, we're not getting, like, $500,000 to do whatever the fuck we want. Like, you know, we're working full time yeah. and, you know, just being mature. I don't I don't know. I think there's a lot of more maturity in music. There's still definitely still a wild side to it, but... Yeah, I'm, now I'm definitely going to date myself because... I remember going to... I lived in Westchester because I was going to college. There. Oh, so have, have you ever been to the Note? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were there a lot. We Actually, funny story, along the same lines, mm. but we I, I remember going to the local record shop yeah. and grabbing Senses Fails' uh, first album. Wait, what record shop was it? Uh, it was over in West Goshen. I don't even think it's there anymore. Gotcha. It was in a shopping I've been plaza. I've been to Creep Records in Westchester. Yeah. So those, yeah. Um, actually, I saw my girlfriend there on Phil Margera's lap when he was Santa Claus and like cky was there and they helped me do it it was uh, it was sick <laughs> so you know i remember buying that first census fail album yeah and was like this is insane insane <laughs> yeah you know and i, pro- I probably i've seen them with my friends um because there were there's two guys i always go to shows with yeah and you know we'll go see the hardcore stuff like i remember going to asbury park to asbury lanes and seeing Wisdom and Chains and H2O. Oh, wow. That's a nice show. That is a nice you know, show right I there. Forget, I forget the other band, but there was one other band. I listened to those bands, like, all growing up, too. Yeah. And then, you know, we were, we are, and still are, big, huge Newfound Glory fans. You know, I mean, I think they just broke open the scene for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and we've seen them a dozen times, along with Census Fail. So, you know, we saw Census Fail at The Note. Yeah. You know, we've seen them down in the city a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. They're just one of those bands that they're not going to disappoint in their performance. Yeah. You know. I so. finally saw them for the first time, and it was playing, like, uh, what is the one? Still Searching in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The longest, best set ever. Like, except, like, I think they threw in, like, half the bonus tracks. I've been, like, a few tracks. Like, they play, like, over, like, 25 songs. And I just remember, like... They were playing uh, Bite to Break Skin, and then they extended it. I'm like, yo, man, I'm just trying to go home right now. (laughs) But then, like, Brendan from Counterparts came out and did the ending, and I thought it was, okay, I'm like, all right, that was amazing. I'm glad glad that happened. (laughs) Well, there was a bar in Westchester called Rex's, Mm. and I couldn't make it, uh, but my buddy and my cousin went one night, and Thursday did, like, a pop-up show there. Really? I think it was Thursday or Saves the Day. One of those two. Probably both of them. <laughs> but I think they were yeah. coming through the city. Yeah. And they went to Rex's and did a show. Yeah. Uh, and it was limited. It was, like, 30 tickets. And <laughs> my buddy knew somebody, and boom, he got two tickets. That's And sick. I was actually heading out of town yeah. from Westchester for the weekend, and I couldn't make it. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I kick myself. Yeah. You know, not going to see. Mm-hmm. You know, but... You know, it, it, you're right. I mean, there's so, there were so many breakthrough people that, you know, yeah. set the tone for the scene. It's just um, incredible. You can go on and on about it. I mean, I could talk music for hours. Yeah. What would you say, uh, and you personally, Billy yeah. Z, what's the biggest challenge you face, you know, being a musician and lead singer, 
in a band? Um, biggest challenge, fuck. Uh, um, all right. So for me personally, like where I kind of lack when it comes to like music theory or like you know just instrument knowledge or whatnot, I book a majority of our tours. I'm like that guy where like if you were to hit it, like get us for a show, more than likely you would hit up me. Mm-hmm. Secondary, you'd probably hit up Chris. Um, but a lot of like that work would come to me. Uh, or like we would book a tour and I would like work on it. We, like, cause like we've, we've been like touring like, or like doing weekenders and like stuff like that here and there. So like, it's to the point where I know people in other States and I can like literally hit up someone that I know and just be like, Hey, can you get us a state? And then boom, like it's, it's easier now than it was like when we started it. Um, sometimes that can be a challenge. Uh, like I've been really hard on myself and trying to like practice singing more because uh, I would spend days just, like, working on tour booking or social media or, like, you know, what I, ideas and, or, like, I also do, like, some of our merch, too. I do that as well. Um, I would do, like, a lot of, like, that type of thing. Right. I'm, I'm very keen when it comes to graphic design, when it comes to tour booking, when it comes to, you know, show booking, when it comes to emailing, like, that whole type of thing. And, you know, sometimes you do that for hours and you feel like you get nowhere or like you might have an idea and like some of the guys say yes some of the guys say no but you don't you kind of like scrap it or you know uh that's kind of like where like sometimes i feel like my challenges and i'm working on to like how can i get the other guys involved or or like how can we maybe have someone else involved like we're this is like like our like we're reaching out to like labels or reaching out to stuff like we're trying to find that next step and like we've been we've been doing that we are talking to some people now um which is really fucking sick but like uh i think that was definitely like a challenge for me because i would just like really get stressed out about it or like part of me would feel like all right if i don't do this like if i don't do this like right or like on you know the guys might be pissed or what but they're never like that that's just in my head like everybody does appreciate everything that i do and i like you know where i lack in theory and all that that's where i'm like i soar right okay yeah because like a lot of times like we might even have a show in like you know some state and like you know the guys really know nothing and i'll say the promoter's name and then like the venue like you know whatever's like all right like well we'll, you know we get it and then boom everybody's like really good friends at the end of the day we're probably sleeping at the person's house like like, things like you know like i don't i don't know what they think when i just like tell them hey uh like so and so from mustard agency is booking us at like uh this uh like i don't know skate shop or you know this place or something right (laughs) like they're like all right (laughs) let's do it let's do it yeah (laughs) yeah so as we begin to wind down here Mm -hmm. I, i i i end these on two fun questions yeah um so i'll start with this one uh if you could have a billboard uh, with anything on it what would it be and why uh, um every tour date that we had to cancel this year nah i'm joking oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you know what's crazy like like if everything went fine, we would have been on, like, a two-week tour within, like, next week, and then we would have hit, like, West Coast for our first time this year. We would have, but it's not happening. Uh, but. So something like quarantine, F my, uh, FML, like, yeah. fuck my life. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like we got off good, and, like, you know, you see people, like, canceling world tours and stuff, and, like, I don't know, everybody's, like, in that whole, this thing right now, but, but, um, a billboard just of, like, encouraging stuff, like, encouraging me to, like, not get down on myself, or, like, not be anxious, or just not, like, just things, positive things, positive memories, positive, like, things I'm grateful for, and just, like, if I, I, I should have that. I should actually really like do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have like a, I have like a, like a kind of, not like a billboard, but like it has like sh- string and like, uh, it's like a, it's like a photo hanger, but like it has right. all our tour laminates and stuff on it too. And like, I look at that sometimes. Um, just pretty much stuff that would like, just encourage me to keep going and just like, I'm very big on like self work and just working like, you know, just improving on yourself. Yeah. Like, self care. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very big on that, and I would, um, yeah, I would definitely get a billboard for that. Nice. Yeah. Last question. Yeah. And I don't expect you to know the show, um, but there was a show back in the day called Inside the Actor Studio. Yeah. With James Lipton. Yeah. Um, it's probably on YouTube. He ended the show with asking a, a funny question, and, I, yeah. and I'm kind of continuing it now. What's your favorite curse word? fuck uh, <laughs> i think i think fuck honestly because what it was there was like a fucking there was a video and it was like i remember like i saw this in like second grade it was like on funnyjunk.com or something like that and it was like every type of way the word fuck can be used because you can use it in any part of a fucking sentence yeah. and like it was just like or like what like in stop like fuck fuckity fuck 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 like it's just like that was like a, yeah and like <laughs> It's just the best word. Like, if you want to be funny or, like, you're pretty serious, like, it gets the point across. It's just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to join me here live from the underground. Yeah. Uh, reminiscing, talking, uh, finding out everything there is about Billy Z and the band of Mora. Yeah. Um, where can everybody find you or the band on social media? Why don't you give everybody your handles? At... A M put a zero like MySpace put a zero R A P A why the zero uh because we were like there was a rumor that we might wait I don't know some MySpace dad band kind of had the name and then it was kind of like hey they might have sued us and I don't know I did it out of anxiety one day and we couldn't change it back so A M zero R A P A a M zero R A P A one eight hundred my eleven motherfuckers. <laughs> nice. I appreciate it, man. Good talking to yeah, you. Yeah, good talking to you and too. I'll, I'll see you around Lansdale. Hell yeah, yes you will. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Hey, special thanks to Round Guys for allowing me to record inside the underground today. There are some things happening this weekend and next week at Round Guys. This Sunday, a pickup for pre-sales of Black is Beautiful. Orders on tap will begin as well. Also, the kids' menu debuts this Sunday, featuring hot dogs, chicken fingers, mac and cheese, and quesadillas, all served with a scoop of ice cream. Next Tuesday, there will be a lesson on lettuce-wrapped tacos or Taco Night in Lansdale. Folks can watch online or from the patio dining area, weather permitting. 
Also keep in mind the capacity rules set forth for all of our local breweries and establishments. Till then, till next week, always remember, support local, buy local.